Hey everyone, this is Sam Culpepper bringing you the Culpepper Chronicles, where myself and special guests hope to bring you, the listener, more information in regards to self-sufficiency, fieldcraft, survival, marksmanship, gear, and theory with the aids of not only personal experience and opinion, but historical and technical documentation as well. All in the hopes to better prepare you for impending collapse and hard times to come. Now, pull up a seat and let's get down to it. Hey everybody, this is Sam coming to you with Season 3, Episode 4 of the Culpepper Chronicles. Uh, Been a bit, you know. uh, Been a while since I've done a podcast episode, and I apologize for that. Uh, As y'all all all know from the latest announcement or the last announcement that I made, uh, I've joined in with a collaboration group to start a website, and that's kind of been uh, our focus at the moment just because it's been a lot more uh, time-consuming at least than I was expecting, uh, because we wanted to keep good information out for you. We had some weird stuff where like discord crap canned a bunch of accounts, including mine. So we had to get all the, the discord servers and stuff back up and going, uh, as well as just life. Uh, I've been posting some on Instagram, but mostly I've been doing articles. And, uh, today I posted an article called, uh, basically you want to be a dystopian warlord, but and I had several people say, hey, can you go into that more in a podcast episode? Because number one, is easier to talk in words than it is uh, in type, and uh, as well as it's, it's easier to explain. So essentially the point of the article is the article is a, a living document. So similar to like a white paper where it'll be updated as time goes on to show progress. It's kind of how I was doing the gardening articles as well. So the, the basis to the article or, or the topic at hand was, here's the deal. Everyone has this idea of being this dystopian warlord. You're, you're, the grid's down and everyone is looking to you to call the shots because you are the man with the plan or woman with the plan, whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll speak to it from a male perspective. Um, you are the man with the plan and everyone is looking to you to call the shots because you are there to help guide them and provide for them. Uh, outside of just your family, your community, and you are just, you are that person. It's not out of glory. It's out of necessity. They need a leader and you are the one who is saying, here I am, send me. So the issue is 90% of the people that I've ever talked to about this will, will tell me, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is how it's going to be. I am the, you know, Oklahoma version of John Mosby, uh, for y'all that know the mountain gorilla blog or, or however you want to put it. I am the, I am the one. The problem is they are not putting in the time to truly be that they, they have the splits down with their handgun. They have the splits down with their rifle. They've got all the gear. They've got all the needs covered in that regard. They've got tons of sustainment supplies. They've got water built up. They've got food built up. They are ready, but they could not tell you their neighbor's name. Their neighbor could not tell you distinguishing features about their face. And the first thing that's going to happen when they come hard charging around the corner, kitted up to go help fight the fight, is they're going to get smoke checked by their scared neighbor who doesn't know them from Adam because as far as they're concerned, they're a threat. I mean, imagine. We, we constantly think about the idea of someone coming onto our property that we don't know 
meaning to do us harm. And we assume they're meaning to do us harm because they're fully kitted up and they've got rifles and, and everything else and they're coming in mass. Well, if you and your group stumble onto someone's property, that's exactly what they're going to think if they don't know you. So what do you do? You network. And, and networking is one of those words that can, can kind of feel dirty when you say it because you don't want to network in the sense of like a, uh, a spam ad or, you know, door-to-door salesman networking. You're not there to sell something. You're there to build connections. Um, you're, you're there for your community to understand that you are a good person. You are coming to them. And when times are good, not when times are bad, when times are good, you are doing things to help promote the community. You are doing things to help promote prosperity within your neighborhood. And if you're not doing those things, sure, some of them may know you. Uh, hey, that's Joe. I've seen him at the dollar store a couple times. and He's got an NRA sticker on his back glass, whatever. Um, but they're not going to know you. So how can you do that? How can you build these relationships? Well, I am from, and I, and I go into this in the article, I'm from a very small rural town uh, that has anything from, you know, chicken farms to like a micro suburb area. Every town's got the little nicer neighborhoods and things like that where everybody's, you know, right on each other's doorstep. We've got that. We've got people you know, with, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten chicken house farms. Uh, we've got cattle farms. We've got everything you can think of. Very small school. I graduated with 22 people. Um, so everyone kind of knew everybody, and that was the way it was when I was younger. Everyone seemed to know everybody. And then I moved off, went to college, moved off, started a family, moved back. Now I'm back in the same town. And it's like I don't know anyone. When I came back, I was like, I, I can kind of recognize you. I kind of know who you are. I don't see anyone that I went to school with. So the people that truly knew me or knew anything about me, I don't know. So what do you do about that? Well, I looked at it from a perspective of what are good things I can do for my community. And not under the idea of solely what are things I can do to make myself look better. That's not really the way you should approach it. Do good work and good work will come to you. So I looked at ways that I can volunteer. Um, as much as I dislike doing it, and we're, we're doing it again this year, as much as I dislike doing it last year, uh, my wife and I are coaching t-ball. So that's one of the things we're doing. I am a very hardly active member of the volunteer fire department because it seems like every time they have a meeting, I'm at work, and I've just not been able to accomplish anything since signing up for that. But I have I had good intentions, and I will whenever I can uh, go to the meetings and get all that started. So volunteer fire department. Uh, I'm a member of the city council. And that was one of those random things that happened during COVID where I was seeing a ton of stuff that I wanted done for the city because I thought it would be good. And the only way to do that is to be active. So I, I joined the city council and, uh, and that kind of led into what the article was about. So at our most recent city council meeting, I brought up the idea of a farmer's market. So a farmer's swap slash market where it's not regulated in the sense like of FDA or anything like that. Um, it's just a couple of weekends a month, a couple of Saturdays a month for, you know, between like May and October where anyone who's growing something or canning something or anything like that and has it in excess or, or has a little bit of side income wants to get together on these days throughout these hours of the day to sit around and swap and sell and trade uh, produce. I mean, think about it. 
what else out there can you think of that is as good natured as something like that where you are not only potentially gaining resources you are potentially selling resources in order to gain other resources but you're also getting to know your neighbors you're getting to know people in town they are going to know that you uh got the ball rolling on something like this you wanted your community to come together and do something you didn't do it because you're making money from it it's not like i'm making money from people showing up to this farmer swap i mean it's just all i'm all i'm going to be doing is getting with some other people on the the council and getting posts out on facebook on their facebooks and the city facebook so that people know to come to it and that's it i mean it's it's a it's a completely pro bono deal so i'm not getting anything monetarily out of it but i'm doing it for my community my community will be stronger. All of these connections, not just with me, but with other people, are all stronger connections that they will have amongst themselves. So when the time comes, if we are looking at the supply shortages that we are right now, um, you're not going to have, or hopefully won't have, a bunch of cannibalistic Karens coming and knocking and raiding door to door because they can't get Triscuits at Walmart. <clears throat> sure, not everyone in the, in the city is going to uh, come to this thing. They're just not. It's, it's obviously tailored to those that are more geared towards self-sufficiency and or agriculture. You don't necessarily have to be self-sufficient to be a farmer. I mean, there's plenty of people we know who aren't, but it kind of goes hand in hand. So what else is that doing? Well, I'm now able to look at the people that show up to this, make notes, you know, mental or physical, if you want to write them down. I suggest you write them down, you know, away from eyesight so people don't think you're trying to, you know, sell them out to the feds or something. But make notes of who's coming out. Make notes of what they have. Uh, who's swapping with who? Who who was good-natured with who? Who was an absolute dick with their prices and wouldn't budge and and didn't treat people fairly? All these things are things to keep in mind and take note of. Uh, side note, that's called reconnaissance and surveillance, uh, and you didn't have to do it with a rifle. Um, this is networking. This is this is something that we can do, and and it's something that I did. It's one of the many things I want to enact. Um, it's something that I'm doing to better my community because I've spoke on it before and many others have too. The time to do these things is not when the world's crashing down around your ears and everything feels hopeless. That is the last time to do it. You can, you can have communities that, you know, band together and come together and defy the odds and everything else. But let's be realistic. People are going to be scared. People aren't going to know what to do and they're not going to know who to turn to. Um, and, and that's another thing. It's like <clears throat> my mayor, I love my mayor, but that might not be who they need to turn to. You may have a mayor that isn't very good. So just because you're in a leadership position doesn't mean that you are who people need to turn to. And I'm not saying that I'm just, you know, the guy that everyone needs to turn to. But at the very least, I'm trying. I'm trying to bring this community together. I'm trying to be a cornerstone, be the, the pillar of the community that historically you would have. You would have, if, if you think of historical uh, frontier towns and homesteads, you would have people that were known as you know the pillars of the community. Sometimes they were just the most wealthy and influential, but a lot of times it was the down-to-earth, salt-of-the-earth people that were really there trying to help. And those were the people that were turned to. You think of people like you know Daniel Boone uh, on the frontier, uh, establishing Boonesboro, things like that. That would be your salt of the earth dude. He did all that, yes, to get away from you know British rule and, and everything else. But but you have to imagine that he did that because he was a good person and he wanted his community to survive. 
So next time you're sitting around thinking, what can I buy? Change that up a little bit into thinking, what can I do? Well, I've got my house squared away. I've got most of my sustainment squared away. There's always improvement. But where can I put that energy towards now? Well, maybe you're not a council member, but maybe you know someone who is. Or maybe you want to come to your council. Or maybe you just want to make a random post of, hey, let's get together and have a community day at the community park. Or let's all get together and clean up the community park. Or let's, you know, let's build a, a food pantry for the less fortunate in the town. Or when, you know, one thing we did back when COVID was really bad and everyone had their doors locked and no one wanted to, to talk to each other, we would go kind of door to door or phone to phone and check on everybody, make sure everybody's okay, especially the elderly that we knew weren't probably getting taken care of. We did that. <clears throat> and I mean, it's not that we're saints or anything, it's just something that we felt we needed to do. So, uh, next time you're thinking about being that dystopian warlord, you're sitting there uh, on your throne of your serfdom and you've got everybody coming to you and your family's coming to you and everyone wants to know what to do, think about if you're really someone that they're going to do that to. Just because you've got cool guns and gear and no friends that do doesn't make you someone that people are going to turn to. Uh, Being a good-natured human that is there trying to help each other uh, is going to go a long way for you. And, you know, here's the deal. When it's all said and done, kith and kin's what matters. Uh, it, for those of those out there that don't know what kith and kin is, kin is your family, kin is your blood. Kith are, are those within your inner circle, your inner garden. Uh, those are the ones that you trust and keep near you. Everyone else is kind of out there, and everyone's going to have their own kith and kin. But everyone can also kind of cohabitate and work towards a common good. That doesn't mean that you need to love all your neighbors and love everyone in your town. But you can try and work with them. You can try and come together and and build a stronger and better community to make times better for when times are are hard outside of your community. Because if you don't, all of these little, you know, warring tribes within your town are going to have at it. I promise you now, when when times are hard and your kids have an 8 and 17 days and counting, you're going to do some things that you wouldn't think you would morally do. Um, so let's circumvent that. Be better people, be better community builders. Uh, be a war wolf. If you've ever read the book, think about what that person did. Uh, think about what harm harm wolf did and at the wolfstead and the things that he did for his community. And you can kind of understand the direction and, and thought process that goes into this. Um, as far as like the mental aspect of it goes, there are several books by John Mosby, who I talked about earlier, uh, with the mountain gorilla blog. Uh, I I highly suggest checking out all of them and I can't for the life of me think of the name of it. It might've been the reluctant partisan. Uh, but he has got one that is probably the least enjoyable to read from the tactical aspect of it because it talks nothing about it. There's no cool guns or anything like that, but it really dives into the societal collapse side of things and the things that you can do now and the way to build up your kith and kin and what all that means. And it's just, it's a chunk of information that I always suggest to people. Uh, Just go out and and be within your community because setting in your home with 
all your guns and all your beans and all your bullets it's just not going to get you anywhere if anything you're going to get rolled up on day one because people are going to maybe know that you have all this stuff but also know that you have all this stuff so they're going to come for it because number one they don't know whether you're good or bad but they know you've got resources and if they need it they're going to come after you so all that being said guys uh, i hope you enjoyed it i hope it kind of brought a little bit more clarity into the article um if it did great if it didn't hey let me know uh as always check out the uh the website hitthewoodline.org that's where i post the initial article that's where i'm going to keep the article going as as time goes on and we progress with this project that i've got going as well as others um there's tons of of good information articles on there there's tons of uh small unit tactic stuff you know patrolling considerations ruck considerations things like that i try i try and uh spread out some of the uh, the topics a little bit to where it's not quite as focused on the patrolling aspect and everything else because there's a lot of information out there on that but there's not a lot about community building and and being a modern frontiersman and homesteading and things like that and i'm learning as i go too just like with everyone else so i'm i'm actively on there reading the articles that other people are posting so it's not one of those things where i just post and expect everyone to read it and go on my day like i'm, I'm out there learning too so anyways i hope y'all take it easy uh it is good friday <clears throat> i hope everyone uh, has a blessed easter weekend takes the time to uh truly understand and appreciate what this weekend means and what the lord gave us uh with his son and, and what he gave up for us uh to have that uh that spiritual uh pathway to heaven so as always guys may god be with you and your family and take it easy